0: Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 and I'm going to read this to you. It says, For to us a child is born, thank you Jesus, to us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders, the government will be on his shoulders, the government will be on his shoulders, thank God that the government is on his shoulders, not on shoulders anybody else's shoulders, and He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I want you to catch this today. Peace is not the absence of problems. Peace is the presence of God. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your peace. God, help us unpack and maybe discover for the first time. Not the peace of this world, but the peace of God in Jesus' mighty name. They all said, amen. Band, I love you so much. You may leave. Great job. You know, the the thing about peace is peace is something we're all really looking for, aren't we? Who, Who wants peace? Who likes peace? You know, you like peace. It's okay to like peace. Peace is a great thing to like. And sometimes peace can be thought as it's a personality type. You know, it's it's a, it's a, uh, it's what is it? A phlegmatic person. You know, peace can be seen as peace as a place, right? Like I've got to find peace by going to Fiji. I, I've got to find peace by going somewhere nice. Oh, if I could only go somewhere nice, then I would find peace. My kids are running around. Life is crazy. It's Christmas. Where do I find peace? Peace, And we can be looking for peace. We can be looking for peace in a Christmas present. We can be looking for peace under the tree. We can be looking for peace in all sorts of places. We can be looking for peace by waiting for everything to be perfect. Like who likes, who cares about details? You know, you like details, you like details. You like, you like the D, okay, not many people. Wow, we need some more detailed people because I am not strong when it comes to details. I'm definitely a big picture vision kind of thinker, but I care about the details, but it doesn't mean I'm so good with the details, but I really care about them. And details, it it can be this thing that I will, I will have peace one day when, right, right? When my marriage or this tension gets perfect, when my relationship here gets perfect, then I'll have peace. Oh, when my kids grow up and they're no longer snotty-nosed little psychos, I—I I, <laughs> sorry. When when <laughs> when when they grow up, then I'll find peace. But then they become a teenager, and you know I've been a teenager, and I know that <laughs> you, you want us young, okay, and and. One day when they grow up, one day when I get that promotion, one day when my bank account increases, one day when I buy a house, one day when I sell the house, one day when I'm renting, one day when I'm when i owning, one day, one day, one day, and we are all hoping in a worldly kind of not very confident hope that one day when I'll find peace then. But could it be that peace isn't a place? That peace isn't a situation. That peace isn't a relationship with just a person to my left and right. But real peace is really found when I connect to God. Because peace is not something that he does. He is the prince of peace. He owns peace. He lords over peace. Peace is his. And if he is mine, peace becomes mine. And so could it be that where do I find peace? I find peace in God. Have you looked to God? Have you tried God for the peace that you are desperately looking for? And I'm not talking about a peace that is dependent on your circumstance. We're talking about a peace that in the midst of trouble, in the middle of pain, there's peace accessible all the time. Jesus is our Prince of Peace. Because of Jesus, we have peace with God. Romans 5 verse 1 tells us that. Because of Jesus, we have peace with others. We learn that in Matthew 5 verse 9, blessed are the peacemakers. Because of Jesus, we have peace, peace, <laughs> peace with self. We have peace with self. In John 1, 12 to 13, we learn that, that we are children of God. We have a new identity. In, because of Jesus, we have peace with our situation. Romans 8 verse 28 tells us all things work together for the good of those who love God and according to his purpose. So, so I find peace in God, but what, what is God's peace like? What is, what is the difference between real peace and counterfeit peace? I've, I've told you this before, but if you've ever gone maybe to Bali and you can buy like a really cheap Rolex, you know, and who likes Rolexes? Me too. And so you can go to Bali, you can buy Rolex. And the thing about the Rolex is you walk up and it's not quite the same as the real Rolex because it says, you know, Jolex or something and, and you buy it. And, and the thing about that watch, it was made as you were walking over to the stand. And and you take it and it looks real and it looks great, but you take it home and it breaks in the first week. That's what counterfeit peace is like. It breaks quickly as soon as trouble comes. But the peace of God is durable. Oh, thank you Jesus that the peace of God is durable. It'll last you a lifetime. It'll last you in every situation. When you're winning, when you're losing. When you're up, when you're down. This is a peace that is durable. That's not counterfeit. That's not made by something the world can give. It's made by God and it comes from him. In John 14 verse 27, Jesus said this. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. My peace. Oh my God. Thank you, Jesus, that he gave us his peace. Do you know the peace that you have access to is God's personal peace? It's the peace that had him sleeping in the boat when the disciples were with him. And they were on the Sea of Galilee in the middle of a storm. Read it in Mark, whatever it is. Where's my scripture? I lost the Bible. It's here in in Mark 4, 35 to 41. Read about it. Read about it. Jesus takes the disciples on a boat. And I read Psalm 23 that says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me beside still waters. But naughty Jesus took them on Sea of Galilee into a storm. There are some storms that you create and that I create. There are some storms that just happen, And sometimes there are storms that God leads us in because there's a lesson in the middle of it. And so Jesus gets on the boat and they're on the boat and he's got the guys and they are, they are having a great time. But then the storm hits and they're like, Jesus, what are you doing? And they're looking for Jesus in the middle of the storm. And where they did not think to look was down under the stern where he was asleep with a pillow They were looking for active, busy, scared, worried Jesus, you know? They were looking for the for the god that reflect their nature. They were looking for a god that's running around going, "Oh no, there's a storm. Everything's ruined. Oh no!" Are you looking for a god that is that is worried? Are you looking for a god that looks like you? Because if you are, that's not how God is. If your situation is messy, God is not running around going, "Ah!" He's asleep in peace. The peace. He says, my peace I give you. My peace I leave you. This peace is a peace that can sleep anywhere. <laughs> I love that. God's peace is a peace that can sleep anywhere. What does that mean? It means that no matter what is going on around you, it never robs And it never compromises the peace of God. Have you ever experienced that? I have been in situations that seem so ridiculous and so crazy, but somehow I'm at peace. I don't even know how. A peace that can sleep anywhere. I need that kind of peace. I I cannot afford to be waiting for a peace one day when... When I'm sitting in a meeting and we're talking about something that's, that's interesting. When I'm, I'm facing something in my family that's tough. I can't afford to be waiting for a peace that requires perfect circumstances. I need a peace that can sleep anywhere, anytime, in any situation. And Jesus is a, he's in the boat and he's asleep. And then the disciples, they cry out to him, Jesus, don't you care? They assumed wrongly that his sleeping was a lack of care. But they still did the right thing. They cried out to Jesus. When you're in trouble, who do you cry out to? When you're in difficulty, do you gossip or do you go to God? And the beautiful thing about it is Jesus woke up. Even though they were worried... And they weren't necessarily responding how God maybe would like them to mature into a response where they're not dependent on Jesus to fix everything. But actually they've got a faith that's steadfast in the face of it. But they weren't there yet and they cried out to Jesus and they said, help. And that is good. It's good to say to God, help. You can say to God, help anytime. Please know you can cry out to God anytime and he will wake up. He's not sleeping because he's negligent. He's sleeping because he's at peace. He's not worried. And so then Jesus gets up and not only can he sleep anywhere, but this peace has power over everything. God is the creator of everything. And so Jesus just got up and said to the storm, be quiet, please shh, exhibit, exhibit, shh, tells the storm to be quiet. And you know what happened? It shut up straight away. Because this piece can sleep anywhere and it has power over everything. God is not powerless. God has power. God has power. God is all powerful and almighty God. His arm is not too short. He is not weak. He is strong. I th- This is what the peace of God looks like. This is his peace. And I need this kind of peace. And I can hear you thinking, that's nice to know. That's really good. So, so I find peace in Jesus. And that's what the peace of Christ looks like. It looks like peace that is steadfast in the middle of a storm. Don't worry, it's just the band coming up to join me and help me finish. Wh- what? Where do I find it? What does it look like? But how do I experience this peace? Anyone? Like, it's good to know about it, but how do you actually experience this peace? Anyone want to know? Well, not all at once, all right. Come on, who wants to know about how? I want the how. Give me something practical. I get that, but how? Tell me how. And we find it in Philippians 4, 6-9. to the thing about this is, Paul is writing about peace, not from Fiji, from prison. The context of his scripture and this writing on peace is prison, which tells us that peace is not dependent on what's happening around me, even from prison. <laughs> Paul could write about peace, and he says this, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Number one, how do you experience the peace of God? Through prayer. Through prayer. What is prayer? Prayer is talking to God. And maybe you've never talked to God in your life, This Christmas, if you need peace, why don't you try talking to God? Why don't you start to pray? It says, but in everything, be anxious for nothing. But in everything. So I replace worry with prayer. That's a verb. What are you doing? Worrying is an action. You know that, right? Come on, talk to me, church. Worrying is active. When you are worrying, you are actively doing something. And so you have a situation in mind that you are worrying about and you are actively moving towards an outcome that you can see that is bad. You can see that there is no hope. Worry is active. But if you replace the activity of worry with the activity of prayer, worry leads to anxiety. Prayer leads to the peace of God. So what would happen in your life if rather than spending all that time worrying, you got down on your knees once a day and you took that, that, that active worry and you turned it into prayer and you made your worries a prayer, make them into a prayer. Lord, I'm concerned about this situation. God, I'm concerned about what could happen here. God, I need your help. And if you will replace worry with prayer, You will replace anxiety with peace. Prayer. That's how. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. You know, as we come into next year, if you don't know, you probably already know, but if you don't know, we are stepping into a new role. We will be the lead pastors of C3SYD the end of next year in November. And uh, that is very exciting. It makes me excited, but it also makes me nervous. And some would say worried. And so in the face of that, I have options on how do I, what do I do with this extra pressure? What do I do with it? Because I could go to worry, but there is another option. And so every morning for the last three weeks, I've been waking up earlier than I ever have before. Praise the Lord. If I look tired, blame God. (laughs) And I've actually been praying with Pastor Phil at 5.30 a.m. for an hour every day for three weeks. And I'm telling you that not because, wow, I'm telling you that because I need to do that. Because there is more weight and therefore there could be more worry. And by having turned up the volume and the consistency of my prayer, I feel more at peace than I ever have. I don't even know how. I'm in some things and I'm like, wow, this should be really concerning. (laughs) And it doesn't mean that you just don't be responsible, but it means in the face of it, I have peace. But it's because of prayer. The second thing is thoughts. It goes on in this scripture of Philippians. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Think about such things. We uh, walk up the driveway every morning. And uh, that's what you do to leave our place. There's a driveway. And uh, we walk up the driveway. And every morning, every morning, especially in summer, well, there are spider webs everywhere. Everywhere. So every morning we're, we're leaving. And every morning I have to get the broom. And Jessen stays 10 meters behind me. Get him out, get him. Love you. <laughs> and I, yeah, and I, I flex. And then I, and I'm like, stop looking at me. And then I, and then I, t- I, I take down the, the cobwebs so that we can walk clear through. Every day when you wake up, there's cobwebs in your thinking. There is. And it's not like, this is what's crazy about it. I find in my life, it's not like a one-off thing. Oh, yep, dealt with that thought. Done. Hang on a second! You're back. <laughs> every day, there are thoughts that do not align with who I really am. Lies, shame, guilt—things that really are not who God has called me to be—but have happened from my past or my present, and they—they they show up like a cobweb every day. And if I don't clear the cobweb, my thinking is muddy. You know, like when you walk into a, a spiderweb, you kind of—you <laughs> get stuck. Ah. And then you're like, where's the spider? (laughs) And you're stuck in the web. Well, that's what can happen with sticky thoughts. You get stuck in them. And then you live all day worried and you got all this stuff you don't need blocking your vision, blocking your thinking. Thoughts is how you discover the peace of God. Think about Jesus. How do you think about Jesus? By thinking about the Word of God. How do you have a scripture every day? I know this is very practical, but it is the simple things that actually set you free. You don't need another message that's so inspiring and so amazing. We just need the practical things of the word of God. And I'm telling you, you will literally change your life. You will unlock the peace of God if you get a piece of scripture every day. You need peace, get a piece of the word think about it every day. I've told you this before, but I listen to my voice declaring scriptures about who I am in Christ five minutes every day, every morning. I have a backing track to it. It's really weird. And I listen to it and it's scriptures about who I am in Christ. But every day it deals with the cobwebs in my mind. It deals with the misconceptions and the misunderstandings about who I am. And then I walk into my day with the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, that guards my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. And that is our prayer for you today. That you would unlock the peace of God. Can you close your eyes where you're at? Now, I'm not, this moment right now, two moments. First moment. There'll be a moment where if you've never invited Christ into your life, you can do that. But right now, if you need peace, can you raise your hand? Raise your hand. Yeah. Come on, raise your hand where you're at. If you need peace, you need this peace of God. Yeah, amen. Just stay in that place. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the peace of God. Lord, that surpasses all understanding. God, we thank you for your peace that gives us great confidence. Your peace, Lord, that is not the absence of problems, but the presence of God. So, Lord, we thank you for peace today. Let your peace reign over everybody to hear today, Lord. Let your peace reign in our lives. Let the peace of God do its work. that the world can't give. Peace that the world can't take away. Because we have you, God. We have your peace. Your peace. Your peace.